0: Hey, hey, how's it going?
1: Hey, Adam. Good, good. I'm over here enjoying a nice London evening.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, what is it, 1 p.m. here in Salt Lake City. But uh, <laughs> it's, we had like the ninth highest snow day ever last week here in Salt Lake in recorded history. So there's wow. still like tons of snow on the ground. So wow it's been a fun week.
1: <laughs> ah nice Did you have to shovel?
0: Luckily, we live in an apartment so we don't have to do anything, which ah. is one one of the reasons why we chose an apartment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I bet <laughs> that's nice. What have you been up to?
0: Uh, a lot of staying inside this last week because uh just it's been fun just watching the snow but not yeah. really going out in it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet but uh other than that. Uh, yeah, we, we launched the iOS app this last week, which was awesome. (laughs) That was a long awaited, especially since I think 50% of our users, according to Google analytics are on mobile. So yeah, that that was, that was great to finally get out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a big change. I'm already, I mean, I've been using it as a tester and uh, now that it's live uh you know it's a whole different experience uh we're still fine tuning it and you know making sure everything is uh good on the app but just seeing it out there on the app store is like it's been a moment it's really nice to <laughs> to see it over there uh yeah and it's going to be good because now that it's published we the way we will make updates on the uh, web will sync with uh, the way we'll make updates on the apps. So that's that's cool. Waiting for Android. Mm -hmm. That should be like a couple of weeks in, if we're lucky.
0: Yeah, probably not even that. Like we have uh, I think we have about 15 beta testers on it right now, which is pretty awesome. Like when I sent out the newsletter this week and I asked for like uh, anyone with a Android phone who wants to beta test it. So many people replied. Wow, <laughs> so okay. We should we should get a lot of feedback before we even uh, uh, submit it to the Google Play Store.
1: Ah, that's great. That's gonna be another great milestone. It's so nice that we're actually going to be able to couple this together. And publishing on the Google Play market should be a bit easier than uh, the iOS store, hopefully.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I think at least like we hammered out most of the, the issues on the on the iOS side. The only the only part that I'm unsure of for the Android side is what's different for signing up for a subscription on an Android device versus on an iOS device. Uh, like from from a standpoint on our side, it's like you have a subscription or you don't have a subscription, but how that handshake works with the store itself and how it like verifies the receipt. Um I'll be interested to see if that process is roughly the same or if it's different enough that we need to solve it in a different way.
1: Yep, I think you cut off on my end. Or I cut off.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Let's see. Want to try refreshing?
1: Okay, maybe we should pause this.
0: Let's see. Steve's gonna refresh his browser real quick. See how this goes. We're using the service okay. at Riverside FM that kind of streams. I'm back. Cool. I can
1: <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I don't know what happened there.
0: Let's see. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the mo the moment you came back, I said something that caused the, the I don't I don't even want to say that the S I R I device to start recording on my laptop at the same time you came back. So I'm like, what are the... things broken?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the singularity. It's here. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully not this way.
0: <laughs> there was a there was a really good uh last week tonight with john Oliver last night about uh like g p t three mid journey uh stable diffusion it was all about like uh a i and how society's leveraging that it was it was a really good episode
1: wow nice yeah i'll have to see that it's uh, like it hit mainstream like really well i mean <laughs> wow yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I I think it also, the the way it impacts the book industry and uh, books in general will be pretty uh, amazing and scary and disruptive at the same time. Uh, I saw that there's a boom in uh, books co-authored by ChatGPT on Amazon, which I'm not sure if, I, I mean, I'm not sure how I relate to that, but, you know, it's an interesting fact. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a there's a, a a person who copyrighted a comic book last November where they wrote like the content and then they had Midjourney generate all the images for it and they received a copyright for the comic book but then since then the US Copyright Office has changed their opinion that you can't copyright images generated by Midjourney or like an AI bot. So, she they had to like cha- they they uh, went back to the author and said what what of this did you do and what of this was generated, and then they changed the copyright on their work so that they own the story, but the images in it aren't copyrightable.
1: Wow. Okay. Was... <laughs> yeah. Again, really it's interesting. A, it's a very complicated yeah.
0: field. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is a complicated field, and you know, issues around copyright are—I mean—are just the like tip of the the iceberg, but like really important. I mean, who has the copyright? Because you know, you just prompted it, but the content you didn't do. So, yeah, algorithm. yeah, exactly. I mean, mid journey through like ripping off, I guess, tons of. Art like <laughs> all that uh, it was uh, yeah uh in its initial like learning model uh should theoretically have the copyright, i guess, but it's really interesting how it ties in with the legal like stuff
0: yeah <laughs> well what have what have you been up to what's your what's your week been like
1: uh it's been pretty intense uh but good uh i watched uh, the Whale yesterday very interesting movie with one of my favorite actors brandon fraser also starred in the mummy remember that
0: (laughs) oh yeah one of my (laughs) favorite adventure movies for sure yeah
1: exactly i know yeah yeah really really good movie i'm not gonna uh, like give any spoilers but definitely watch it yeah
0: yeah, I saw. I saw he run the Screen Actors Guild Award yesterday for Best Actor.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. well deserved. Yeah, yeah, really good.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we with only two weeks before uh, Oscars. Do you have any uh, like Oscar picks, like favorite movies for uh, the year that you think should win?
1: I don't know. Really tough to say. I don't know. I, I haven't even watched the Oscars in the past two years. I think the Golden Globes kind of like uh, superseded in importance, like mentally, but I don't know, maybe Babylon, although I have to see the ending of it because I haven't seen it. It seems like an Oscar movie. <laughs> I'm not expecting my favorite. I mean, I think The Banshees of Inisherin was one of my favorites. This year. But it's definitely yeah. not
0: right. annoying. I don't know. I mean it won I think that won the Golden Globe for best uh picture. Did it? Drama. Okay.
1: Okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, it's
0: I'm I'm holding out for everything everywhere all at once.
1: And oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's was, in this batch. Right. Oh, that's so yeah. 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 That, but, yeah. Uh, that's there were
0: a lot of good movies last year.
1: Yeah, I know. Pretty surprising that cinema cinema is st- still okay. You know, in 2023, <laughs> I always get surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, people I've are still making movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. Movies and books and wow. Okay. People have not like, given in yet. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. Um, what were you thinking about covering today? I don't have like any specific subject. Maybe we can uh, also go over the book tracking. And uh, I was gonna actually maybe uh, talk about how we think AI in general and uh, what's happening in tech will impact the book industry and how we see it playing out just to you know offer a bit of glimpse into... What we as a startup and you know people uh, in this domain think uh, will happen and our prognosis for the future, I guess.
0: I'd be up for that, like kind of AI and books and how we might leverage some of that within hardcover, kind of what we're at least thinking about for the future, even if it's not something we implement tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, there's lots of stuff we could do. And I think uh, like the book industry as a whole, I'm wondering, you know, how it can actually harness like the good stuff and stay away from the bad stuff. Uh, It might be an interesting discussion because uh, it's bound to change uh, the way books work maybe. I'm wondering, I mean, I know right now that basically you can check if an algorithm has helped you write a book. I know the schools are uh, very like into uh, sites that check if your homework was actually written by GPT or not. So I'm guessing the same would happen for books, right? I mean, if you had... Like any help, I'm wondering what the degree of uh, like editing you'd have to do to be able to fool like um, a checker or like something that checks if you did it with GPT, how much editing you'd have to do. Uh,
0: Yeah. I'm kind of, I really wonder how those systems work behind the scenes on the like verify. If content was written by an AI, because I, I don't, I don't even know how it would be able to like verify that because like, for like, for instance, in the U S one of the systems that a lot of high schools and colleges use is like a system where you upload a student's paper and it checks it against every other paper that's ever been written to find similarities. And for that one, it has, it has like a background to check it against. I wonder like my 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 assumption is that for these systems where it's like checking against an AI most likely it's asking an AI to check it against an AI. Yeah so it's like exactly. it's a black box checking another black box. Yeah
1: it's crazy. I think I I I think that's what actually the tool does. If I'm not mistaken it might have actually been published by OpenAI as well just to I guess mitigate this uh, like little scandal. Uh, I also heard that if you ask uh, the algorithm to rewrite it so that it's not uh, possible for it to be, uh, you know, uncovered by a competing algorithm, I guess, it actually does that pretty well, which is (laughs) kind of, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how that would work, but It actually does. I mean, I'm seeing much more of an advantage to the part of the like part that generates the text because you can just ask it, okay, rewrite this. I've asked it for like lots of uh, paragraphs where I just needed things to be reworded. Just like write this, but differently. And that's like enough for it to give me a completely different sentence. And. I'm guessing that does it for. I mean, I don't know the markers. Maybe they're looking for patterns in the way words are generated one after the other, or stuff like that. Um.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would that would be that, that would definitely be like a question for like a machine learning expert. Like yeah. They. Yeah. they like the number of people who know like the ins and outs of how this works is becoming so small compared to the number of people actually using it, which is somewhat scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah.
1: What's your feeling? Do you think like, uh, there is such an advanced thing that even ML experts are being a bit, uh, you know, Overcome by the amount of like progress that's that's going on uh... Uh,
0: i I just feel like it's it kind of reminds me of like the early days of like Napster for music, and like there's suddenly all this music that's available, and everyone's downloading music that they might not have downloaded before they're trying out new things, and the artists are kind of getting shafted in this experience because. Yeah. Like the technology is advancing faster than the systems to support those authors are. And it feels like that's where we are for AI right now. And so like over the next 10 years, we're probably going to be like reeling those back. Uh, I'm not very confident in regulation in the U S at any point. So I wonder how much of it's going to be like, just decided at the Supreme court or decided from startups actually making um, thoughtful decisions to support author or, you know, to support artists. But I think that like, it's already like the genie's out of the bottle now. So it's like, we're, we're gonna have to figure out how to support artists while still (laughs) evolving this, this system, which is going to be a very exciting next 10 years, but it's not going to be the best time. I feel, I feel like it's going to be a difficult time to be an artist trying to make a living. Yeah. But then again there's going to be like new artists that are going to be like I I'm a I'm a prompt artist. I'm I'm someone who just writes prompts. And that's like a new field of um artistry that wasn't it's almost like a a a poet but your audience isn't humans, your audience is a machine.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah that's pretty good That's a really good uh take yeah i I don't think artists are gonna like i mean uh obviously things are gonna be like really different and but I think the same that artists will find like new ways of uh circumventing or like doing stuff differently uh than yeah you know, an algorithm would you feel like cheated if you like read a book and you didn't know it was written by ChatGPT, and uh, you wouldn't like. They wouldn't like say it anywhere, but you'd later find out.
0: I mean, I feel like I would. Like <laughs> same. It's I I I don't exactly know how to explain why though. Like like if I enjoyed the book and it was like a pleasant experience. Like it, it like, like that shouldn't really matter. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of books I've read that were by ghostwriters of the actual person that I read yeah. them by and I I didn't even know they were by a ghostwriter. Yeah. So it's it's it feels like the similar thing where it's like if it, if you're upfront about it being written by an AI, that's I mean, that seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's when you when you like put that label on it that it was written by a human when it wasn't. That's when it becomes uh disingenuous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Although, I mean, I'd even like prefer, I think if someone mentioned that it actually, you they actually use the AI in writing it, it's kind of a turn off, I guess. <laughs> but I, I bet, I mean, I bet there are authors using it right now to, especially for the, let's say, structure of the book, the skeleton. There's like lots of stuff for a uh, writer's block that you can do with it, ask for new subplots or ask for new ideas of where the plot can go or for uh, character specs or for uh, even like creative names. Uh, I was trying to come up with uh, uh, some names for fictional places and been a really good resource (laughs) to allow me to do that instead of like I mean I know it's basically cheating because I could do the research I could go into you know uh, whatever people like like Tolkien did like really uh, research and make up stuff that's really I mean that's impressive and you know the fact that that's probably not gonna exist anymore is a bit scary but then again you know you get the options like in two seconds and they're pretty well researched i mean you still have to do the editing uh maybe we'll get to a point where you won't even have to do the editing but yeah Yeah, creatively it's it's... pretty good
0: yeah it it kind of reminds me like i i was on like instagram a year or two ago and i saw someone who was creating like these really beautiful like paragraphs of text describing their travel experience. And it made me realize like like a poet of today, like their medium doesn't necessarily have to be a, a published book. It could just be Instagram posts with poetry associated. With it. And I feel like it's it's easy to like discount it because it's on social media rather than in the format of a, like a book that's being published. But it makes me wonder like all the different mediums that artists are going to be able to express themselves in in 10 years from now that we don't even conceive of now. One, one, uh, one thing that I, I saw a, a TikTok of recently, which was, it was like an idea that kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was like over the next generation, we might get to the point where, uh, people have, let's say like a, a recording device that follows them from when they're born to when they're 18, that's learning their, their stance. It's it's learning their um, decision making process. It's basically training an AI on their decisions over their lifetime, and then you could choose or not choose to use your own AI. So it's not yeah. an AI trained on some ambiguous data set. It's 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 Stupid. you. <laughs> yeah. So imagine like writing a book with yourself as the second co-author, where that second co-author is an AI version of yourself. Wow. Is, is that still writing? Yeah. Is that still a self written book or is that an AI assisted book with your own AI? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's mind bending. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, uh, it's gonna like uh, start stuff that we're not even thinking of, but stuff like that, you know, that's already, I mean, you could see it. And, In terms of medium, yeah, I think it's definitely going to change. And in art in general, like books, paintings, whatever, usually the new mediums were like the progressive way, I guess, of expression, you know, when they went from classical painting to like modernism and they, I don't know, put uh, uh, toilets in museums and that kind of stuff. Of course, the people then like, dismissed it as crap basically as it happens now and you know maybe i I mean i bet some of it was crap as well but then again you know usually the new things are viewed through this lens of okay this is nothing this is not nothing compared to true art this is nothing compared to true writing uh Uh, I'm really looking forward to the people who use the medium creatively and what's like narratives and uh, we can like be given birth to through this this way it's gonna be like really really interesting and yeah the hardware evolves as well I mean now we just have physical books and audiobooks but you know I'm wondering What, I mean, yeah, this is a bit far away. I was thinking, like, books directly into your head,
0: which might happen
1: at some point, but.
0: (laughs) There was a a company, um, I think it was shut down, but uh, called Detour, which offered GPS assisted tours. So it was like an app you download on your phone and it would say, like, start at this point and we're gonna take a tour of some city and it was gps locked so as you move to different spots in town it would unlock different parts of the tour and it would start talking about it and so it's it's kind of like like there's a lot of like combining two technologies to create a story like something like that where you could you could you could write a story like that or you could do it with augmented reality or like a phone augmented reality so there's like all these mediums that yeah i'm really excited to see people play with but uh, so far are still kind of clunky to create an entire experience on that you would want to, yeah, <laughs> want to have something longer than like an hour long. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It kind of feels like the early days of the internet, you know, when you plug a modem and you had to make sure nobody was on the phone line. I mean, I'm not sure if that's what, how it worked for you, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that those weird modem sounds, if they, if you play them right now, I can like uh, really uh, like understand what that 's about maybe it 's like PTSD from when you were trying to connect, and there was one of your relatives on the line uh, but that was crazy. I mean uh, telling that to someone right now who I mean you might have internet beamed from freaking satellites directly to your phone that is a supercomputer. Uh, is sci-fi. I'm really, like, wondering, you know, w- what will be going on. I mean, now it seems clunky, but still it's, like, really, like, uh, uh, com- compared to, you know, how it started off, a tool that seems almost like magic. I'm, I am wondering, you know, what can be done through, uh, through tech? What can we do? Because, you know, I mean, now we're talking about putting the hardcover app out there, but let's say you know, <laughs> other <laughs> horizons will, will will open or not. But yeah, it makes it like really exciting to see how people like will actually create books, read books. Um, I'm really looking forward to see how authors like do this and how they can uncover like ideas uh, and. What sorts of new authors like get published like with using something something like this? It's gonna be like really really interesting. Uh, how do you think publishing would uh, would be like changed? And maybe considering let's say something like our match score as well.
0: Hmm. I mean, publishing is such a hard one because you're, you're still limited by the publishers, like the, like you could publish your own book on your own website, like that's, that's never going to change. But I wonder how many people, I mean, there's a growing number of people who are like just using social media to drive traffic to their own ownership of the thing that they're building rather than using a distribution platform. But it feels like any, any media that really breaks through, it generally happens on A big platform or you know it maybe starts on a a blog or something small and then it moves to a big platform as soon as it gets big enough so it feels like the publishing side is still going to be that gateway to wide audience um but i i'd love to see how that changes
1: yeah yeah that's a really good one i mean i was wondering you know if something that's really knows your preferences, if you're a reader on a network like ours uh, and you get a book that's just been published maybe as an ad or just a recommendation from us, uh, if that would be enough to sustain you as an author or let's put it another way because if the platform's big enough, okay, if you get sales, that's, that's that that's really great. What could you do as an author to present like that book in a as good as way as possible for people to like, uh, yeah, consider reading it? Because that would be interesting. I mean we don't even know what kind of uh, books are being published that we might like, Uh, but they're so obscure that they never enter our, uh, they never get on our our, our radar because either they're not through a big publisher or they don't go through the uh, usual, yeah, publishing cycle and distribution.
0: Yeah yeah that's that's a very hard problem. It's like how do you it's it's same as our our problem where we can't really give recommendations for books that no one's read because we don't know enough about what the taste is for who enjoys that book like we can we can use a lot of the metadata about the book, the genre, the description, the author, all of that but there's there's no guarantee that that's gonna be a good match for someone until we have like people that have actually read it and given their opinion on the book
1: that's true that's true so it's a two way problem right it's the book that you know definitely has to have strong metadata so that we can show it to the people who might like it uh so let's say for instance i mean zara is a big one but when you like make a recommendation you might think of really personal stuff like how the main character acts in that book or what uh, are some like subtle uh, accents on the theme of the book or like I I mean I'm thinking of you know let's say I want to recommend the book to to you I know you like sci-fi but I don't really know what sci-fi to to recommend you know you've read a lot of sci-fi so If I read a sci-fi book and I wanted to recommend it to you, uh, let's say not knowing who you are, because I can definitely like show you a book that you've probably read and you're going to say, okay, it's great. (laughs) But let's say I don't know you and I'm showing you a sci-fi book. What would I have to know about you to be able to recommend that book to you? I think that's the interesting problem that we're going to, we have to solve. So first Extracting from the reader like what's their preference and really go into the subtleties like I like characters that do this. I like uh, themes that are like that. I like a pace that's like this and like that. Um, I was wondering this about our tags because tags can often often be um, either too abstracted or too binary. Let's say. So they don't like go on a spectrum of things. Uh, so ideally, you know, if I would describe what I like about a book, I'd say a bunch of things about books I've already read. And from that, you'd have to extract some data, which would be like the tags, the genres, the content warnings that I like, I don't like the, yeah, all the stuff related to that and then figure out what else to recommend based on that data to see what else I would know. So that's, yeah, that's a really hard problem to crack. Do you think like, uh, I'm actually maybe gonna try this with, with GPT, just like describing what I like to read and see if it gives me like really good recommendations. Do you think like natural language Processing is a good uh, solution to that, or can it like get those preferences in a way that's sensitive enough?
0: Uh, I think that like the the different. I, I don't. I'm not an expert in the machine learning sides, but from what I've seen, uh, there's there's like yeah there's like gpt3 which is like yeah natural language processing where you're just giving it a lot of data and then asking it questions and that's not going to be as accurate for making a recommendation as doing something where it's like here's every book i've read here's every detail about those books and here's every rating and then being able to say like um what what books do you recommend based on that mm, okay cuz that's going to that's that's going to have a much more well-defined data set, and it's going to be able to understand um, the, I forget the name of the the, the thing. I think it's like the, the different fixtures within the data, which are like the uh, facets, the different facets okay. of the data. Like these are the characters you liked. These are the genres you liked. These are the locations, the settings, the time periods. So it's, it's like developing a profile for you based on that, while chat GPT, from what I understand, is isn't doing isn't doing that exactly it's it's doing something similar but it's not from what i understand it's not doing it the same way um mm-hmm. but but it probably still would give some interesting recommendations
1: <laughs> they would be interesting. yeah i guess they would be interesting so what you're saying is that the quantitative data that you can get you know the actual the raw thing is uh is gonna yield better results it's probably going to yield better results than the qualitative data which might contain a lot of noise which i would agree with
0: yeah but yeah it could it could still make for uh interesting recommendations and fun a fun tool to play around with
1: yeah that's true yeah i'm guessing it could uh well the first way is our way of doing it so it's good that you know we're actually making something that would yield those recommendations, and we've seen like those matches made on our on our platform. We've had readers discover a lot of interesting books that uh, they probably wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, I'm guessing that's a thing uh, we should like continuously aim. To get better at, because I also think, you know, you could go and ask for book recommendations from ChatGPT, but they're gonna not—they're not gonna know your history. Uh, yeah. They're not gonna know your book data. Maybe at some point where you'd be able to, or we'd be able to release it on uh, the hardcover data that each reader has. Maybe then it would be able to. Uh, like give accurate recommendations based on that. But even then, yeah, I think it's another mechanism. Again, I don't know anything about how it works, but I mean, technically uh, on the like technical side, but I'm guessing it's, yeah, not, uh, uh, not at all related to like the other way of doing it. So for instance, whenever I do a prompt, it's like I heard about, uh this interesting analogy that you have to act like you have the world's best like high the world's best genius in the other room but they can't hear you they can't uh, like uh, you can't interact with them you can only slide notes under their door and they can give you like really good responses but you have to be really careful about what you're telling them because the context you give them is uh what makes uh the answer good or bad so it's the same when you're writing a prompt right you have to give it as much context as possible that's why i think many people i've talked to that have used the chat kind of not misuse it but don't use it to its like full capacity or even intended use because they just ask it okay should i do this or this or search for things that uh i don't know i like this and that search for things that other things that i would like and you know it's first it's trying to stay away from any opinion that anything that might be inter- interpreted as an opinion on their part because it doesn't want to appear human because that's the way it was prompted initially uh but yeah also, it doesn't, like, uh, have that context. Uh, yeah, that context is it, important.
0: It, yeah, it kind of feels like uh, one of the things is, like, and, and this was uh, in the John Oliver thing yesterday, it's like there's there's kind of two paths forward. There's one where, like, AI solves all of our problems and one where we work together with AI to solve our problems. and. We have to learn how to talk to the AI, and in this case, if we were doing something like uh, a book bot, <laughs> where we were having it, like you know, asking a book bot for book recommendations, just saying like "give me recommendations," like that's going to be effectively the same as like our our recommendations page. Like our yeah. recommendations page is probably going to be better because it has more data fed into it. So it's like, how do we how do we use a a bot like that and make it better than what we can already do with the data. And yeah, it's it's almost like uh, one of the things that that comes up is like yeah, like you said, like uh, pre-filling prompts so that we're giving people like the happy path mm-hmm. <laughs> where all they have to do is fill in fill in that last little bit and then yeah, um, like like uh, here here are some books I recently loved uh and then like you 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 decide which ones and then it creates recommendations based on those or like i want a book that's similar to this book this book this book and this book and then you could like uh it can do that combination of books which is something that i know we, we can't really today like i want something that's like uh you know it's it has the fantasy element of this book and it has like the mythological element of this book let's put those together and give me a recommendation Yeah,
1: that's really that. That's really good. I think that's like the only case when yet it it can actually like give maybe better results than we uh, can do with the with the book data now. Uh, Because you know, I'm not sure what it would take or how it would function logically for us to be able to. Well, yeah, you could do like basically a cross reference of tags or. I don't know how it it would work. Anyways, but yeah, that that seems hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there are readers who also like give, I mean, for like really concrete, for for like really uh, specific uh, book facts, uh, I think having the data and the algorithm is great. I'm wondering for like random facts, let's say, yeah, I don't know, I like trees. books that are about trees or are like in any way, I mean, we could do that. Yeah. If the books are tagged with like the name tree, I guess we yeah. could do that. Uh,
0: yeah. If 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 like uh, the chat GPT data, like if we were hitting their data set, which might be trained on a lot more data about each book, including like, Every review that's ever been written about that book, mm, okay, and like so they might have like that tree data, not as a tag but as like part of the related data to it. Um, so yeah, yeah. there would really be a lot more like nuanced data there.
1: Yeah, I think the yeah exactly. I think the cases where you'd like uh, instead of uh, having uh, those recommendations as uh, Actual data, actual books uh, feel like you are actually like asking someone for advice, but you're also waiting on their. uh, You're also counting on their uh, the way they view the the problem. Let's say I want to read a book about trees or concerning trees, and you know, I actually it asks me, it it gives me recommendations for. Poetry about nature, or it actually like uh, infers like what I might want to uh uh to know instead of just books that mention trees. I guess that would be like a, a different like yeah way it in interpreting the results instead of giving me like the uh, something related to that specific uh, word. I think that's where it could be. Powerful.
0: Yeah. It's it's almost like building up a search with multiple searches. So you you know, you start with trees and then it gives a bunch of results. And you're like, narrow this down to books. Narrow it down to books written in the last 20 years, and then narrow it down to people who are similar to this author. So it's like it's starting with a wide net and it's like narrowing it down more and more. And that would that might be a fun use of it.
1: Yeah, it might be fun. I mean, definitely, I think there's two approaches here. Uh, mm, I'm not sure, like, which one is mm, bound to be more used by readers. Uh, I I mean, I know the first one is definitely useful. Uh, But I'm wondering if this pre-prompting would actually work. Uh, and I'm also like waiting for the time when it's do you think like if there could be an AI that's a model that's trained on our data, uh it could actually like give recommendations similar to what you described, even if you would give it terms that are vague, basically uh, imply some some meaning from uh what you give it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be possible. Like, uh, that's it would be pretty much like training something on our data plus all the reviews about a book. Mm-hmm. It would have a little more rich data about the book than just the the metadata.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting to talk. Especially, maybe we can uh, talk it with uh, our team with Marj Mariana and Alicia to see what uh, their take is on uh, on this because uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I I think books and AI could be like a really good combination from all points of view, uh, especially for like uncovering new things. And uh, we have the MASH score. I'm wondering if the MASH score can be like really powered up by something like this that's trained on our data and uh, that's also... That's- knows how to do uh i mean you probably like covered uh, this uh more with uh both of them uh so uh it i think it would be interesting to uh maybe talk about what the limits of that are and what it can actually do and what it's uh, uh how how it would be like useful to to readers
0: yeah one of the things we we can't really do now is since we have a smaller user base anything that's user to user related uh we need pretty much more more readers we need like like there are a lot of books that only have one person that's ever read them so that doesn't give us enough like variable variability in the data to know like what the taste is for someone who wants to read this book but i think on the other side the the book data side that part is more interesting to me and what we could do where it's where it's more like filtering down based on criteria um so yeah i think that's one of the things we're looking into where it's like a uh, um where you where you for instance like go to a book page and you see like people like this book because these reasons people don't like this book because these reasons and you can use that or not use that when making your decision to to add that book or not but yeah, still, still I think a, a little ways off. But I think the using something like ChatGPT as kind of with a with the backend prompt. So like you know we, we open a session with ChatGPT. We we load it saying like here are the books this user likes, and we list out hundreds of books. Here are the books this user doesn't like. Here are the, and then when they start typing with the, that ChatGPT bot, that bot already knows what books they like and doesn't like. And so it can give recommendations based on that. I think something like that would probably be a relatively easy, like starting point, just to see like, does this experience, um, is this experience something that readers like or not? And if it is, then we could think about how we could um, create something like that our own on our own, or we could just, you know, use another service like uh, like that for it.
1: Yeah. I mean this yeah, this sounds like a really really good path. I mean uh we could be able to give it that data if uh, we want it. I mean obviously, you know, uh I don't know what's technically possible but we could like export it or like call the API with that data. Yeah. Yeah, that'd That's be really
0: I think that's kind of like what um Bing Chat did like they they effectively like have chat chat GPT but they're running like a like a pre-script that runs before each session that like sets it up. So it would be similar to that with our own pre-script and that pre-script would yeah. need to be very well written <laughs> because yeah uh, that's like that's what determines the success or not of a bot
1: Yeah, I'm wondering how that functions. I mean, from now, one of my, uh, let's say, surprises was how much it was able to uh, make up for lack of context. So uh, I usually uh, give it, I try to explain what I mean. When I when I write something and give it as much details as possible, but when I don't, even when I make like th- uh, mistakes like typos that like really change the meaning of a word, it still uh, knows what I meant. So from that point of view, I mean, it's faring better than some of my email rece- recipients, way better. Uh, so uh, yeah, so far it's been like really good at that. So I'd be like really curious how if this is possible, how it would, like, actually uh, render the results. Just give you, like, let's say one book. I like this. I don't like this. Uh, just give me one book yeah. and then just another. Yeah.
0: One of the one of the nice parts about that is, uh, like, if we did do something like that, we could, you know, show the books in whatever style we want. We could have a want to read button in our experience where you know we're just we're we're showing the book that was returned from ChatGPT and they can say want to read right there yeah so we could we can make it very very native experience like you're talking to a a librarian or something
1: yeah yeah that would be like really nice yeah uh it would be like really really interesting to see what kind of results it uh, it gives uh yeah i mean it's not going away so uh i think they're gonna I, open ai is gonna have some sort of monopoly over like the first uh let's say phase of this because i mean they're good uh so seeing the results that you know uh, are rendered by, by that makes it, uh, I mean, I'm pretty curious what it would, uh, say with yeah. our, our data
0: on the, on the other side, I'm really curious to see what happens with, uh, Bard, uh, Google's, uh, AI, <laughs> especially, especially since like Google has so much data, like, you know, their, their Google books, for instance, yeah, is one one of the best sources of of book data out there. So if there was some way that Bard leverages Google Books in a way that can provide like actual factual data rather than just like uh, opinionated data, you know, because that, that's one of the problems with uh, a lot of like Chat, chat GPT is that it's yeah. it's saying whatever it's fed the most, and that doesn't mean that that data is correct or not. Oh yeah. Um, while if it was. Google it could potentially be using their actual factual data. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I'm really interested to see.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be really interesting. And Google, I think, cares uh, more about accuracy than either OpenAI or Microsoft at this point, which haven't served them ha- hasn't served them well uh, because they're a bit like behind in this race right now, but. Uh, Yeah, if Bart could leverage Google Books data, that will be great. I mean, uh, I just saw, uh, I tweeted this on the Discord, on our Discord, uh, on hardcover, that a guy that uh, made up a Python script that summarizes uh, the main points of a book from a PDF. So it just uh, takes that script and feeds it a PDF and the PDF, the script summarizes the book. And the funny fact is that this guy didn't even know Python. So it just asked <laughs> the GPT for the code and it actually, uh, he made it work. So he made the summarizer for that. I'm wondering, you know, I mean, obviously, Bard would be able to summarize all the content on Google Books. Uh, imagine the book data. I mean, you'd have like knowledge of the most intricate things about a book available. like. Often it takes like a lot of time for for people, even like it takes a lot of time. Look at Goodreads, their tags still suck. And it's the product of 100 million users like contributing to book data and a team of 100,000 or something librarians like actively editing book data. And it's still like not that good, which is really interesting to see like the hive mind of like <laughs> so many people not being able to create something uh, coherent. It's mainly because, I mean, I think my take is that uh, it's because of the way the system is laid out. And uh, for instance, the way we separate right. genres, tags, uh, content warnings, moods is like. Already an improvement. Uh, of course, you know you have this as well, but uh, mm. the way they, they they process data basically, I don't think encourages accurate book data. Um, so tags it's, are good, but
0: it's, it's a hard problem. Like we we had a a lot of discussions at at the last company I worked for about like hierarchical data and what it means to categorize and tag and all that. Yeah. And there are just so many ways of doing it, whether it's like Mm -hmm. you're doing it at, at like a, a top level, like tags, whether you're doing it at two levels, whether you're doing hierarchical data, like, um, like this is a nonfiction book. It's a biography. It's an autobiography and that's the whole path, or you just have autobiography as the, as the tag basically, Yeah, And then it's not part of this hierarchy, but then if you have an autobiography, that's part of a fictional autobiography, then two things are getting the same tag, even though, even though one is a fictional autobiography and one is a fictional, -fictional, non-fictional and fictional. So it's like, uh, it's a, it's a difficult problem to solve. And I have a feeling we'll, we'll need to, we'll need to do more work on our end to get it right too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this case, really contextual data seems, I mean, uh, how people would do it. Let's say I read the book and you're asking me, what did you like about the book? I can tell you like what I liked about the book. You can then decide if it's, that's useful or not. But uh, I guess our brains have a really different way of uh, categorizing stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah, making sense of that problem is really hard, but, uh, I'm thinking if like that's the way we actually process like that, uh, that, that information, uh, because that's raw data definitely tells you more about a book, but let's say you read a review and the review says the right words, that review might mean like more to you than, uh, all the text combined,
0: uh, yeah or, so, or even just someone says like this book is similar to this book and that book you love, and that might be all you need to know
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and it might be something that like really like escapes even I mean uh, we'll probably like the nail it's better and better uh, as we get more more readers and as time passes, but uh, again, yeah. The human processing on um, a book is, uh, and on ideas and stuff in general is uh, uh, really, like, complex. So, yeah, I'm guessing, you know, when I read a book, of course, there are those tags. But, uh, yeah, if I would recommend that book, uh, that book, I definitely would. I mean, I might mention a couple of the things related to uh the the uh, key like genre- themes or the genre or the characters, but I think there would be like other stuff that I would say about the book to convince someone to to read it so that's like an, a really interesting area that we we could explore, especially like for discovering like uh new books and new new ideas that 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 seems like uh an area that's really interesting to, to explore. Uh, I think I, uh, yeah. told you last time about that app in the app store that you know, just, uh, mm-hmm. publishes stories, which are like in the romance, I guess, uh, area mm-hmm. that's like one of the top 10 the books. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm wondering how much of that is actually written with. AI. I mean, that kind of stuff you could like write with AI. You could like spew that. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm gonna try hmm. write a, a romance story. Just have it published there. Maybe oh, by okay. next week, <laughs> yeah, <I> c- <laughs> I'll be a bestseller. <laughs>
0: I'm 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 curious to see how that goes because <laughs> writing. I I'm I'm wondering how much of that's like part of the prompt and how much of that's like written by the machine like do you need a lot longer prompt do you need a lot more detail or do you just need to say like uh extrapolate over 30 pages extrapolate over 50 pages (laughs) yeah uh,
1: i know i'm definitely i
0: i I have very little faith in that being good (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but but... i might be surprised
1: Well, yeah, but again, you know, you have, like, a uh, a, a certain standard, but, uh, like, the uh, stuff uh, uh, out there, I'm going to read a few of those, see if I can, like, emulate it, because it seems, like, uh, pretty, like, uh, easy, uh, really, uh, you know... uh, Easy to read literature, so I'm I'm wondering how 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 that fares, yeah.
0: Well, it's been a a fun fun chat about AI. I I know I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic about where it's going. I, I have a feeling we're gonna like things are gonna get a lot worse before they get better. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I um. I feel like I'm still optimistic that it's going to get to a point where it's like really extremely beneficial for society in a way the Internet was beneficial over the last 30 years. Like I see this as like the next big thing since the Internet. Uh, And like the Internet, it's going to be used in a lot of very bad ways. And (laughs) then it's going to be used in a lot of really good ways.
1: Yeah, spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think so as well. And it's gonna be interesting for us to experiment with it because it's a pretty interesting uh, opportunity. I mean, if we're gonna tell like future people like who are now really little and just don't know <laughs> like what this is about, what happened like uh, in our uh, prime and you know how we experimented with like the birth of when this thing was at its inception i think that's gonna be like pretty interesting a pretty interesting story to
0: tell <laughs> for sure
1: yeah if we don't get obliterated <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well that's that's a good place to end it <laughs> yeah <laughs> if we don't get obliterated <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right well have a good one
0: adam and uh yeah till next week see you have a good one <laughs> yeah